I think I need a bird or two. I think I got the bird flu. I'm tired of selling packs. I think I on everybody. It is Jason Jaber Goldstein. We are back for another episode of the Bird's Eye View, and it's been a while. I mean, I, I've been busy. I've been traveling. I was I was literally gone for two weeks. I was gone. I had a wedding in Cleveland. Uh, I got to go to see Game Four of the Yankees. We're going to get into that, and that's actually why I'm doing this episode. Uh, and I was out. I went to that Browns game. Had a wedding, and then after that, I went back to Columbus. Stayed there for about a week. Watched Ohio State football. But I'm back. And yeah, I need to do an episode, just, uh, honestly, this episode's not going to be an NFL week's, Week 7 recap, or yeah, Week 7 recap, Jesus Christ, we're already this far in the NFL season. Uh, it's going to be talking about just the state of New York sports now. You know, there's going to be very opposite ends of the spectrum here, and, you know, but we're going to start off, we're going to start off, but before we even talk Giants, we, we got to get the negative out of the way, we got to we we get this crap out of the way, and we got to talk about the New York Yankees. I mean, what the fuck, New York? This was just so embarrassing. Look, look, look. Like, I knew, I sort of knew that the Yankees were not going to win the World Series. I kind of came to terms with that in August when I saw this team for who they were. At the end of the day, I realized by August, okay, this team is not really a title contender. Uh, you just saw, uh, you, you, saw what was gonna, you saw what was happening. They are forgetting how to hit. Uh, the bullpen was blowing games. And you could just tell from there, like, it was clear the Yankees were not going to win it, especially as guys kept going down, kept going down. But my God, it just, it's just horrible what's, what just happened with the Yankees. They're getting swept, getting swept in the ALCS. This is the, right, the Yankees now lost five straight ALCSs, and two of those they've been swept. Once by the Tigers, yeah, that was back in 2012. That was a much different team. And once now. And you see what happened after that 2012 team, after they got swept, everything changed for that franchise. Back in 2012, when they got swept, they missed the playoffs in 2013. They missed the playoffs in 2014. They had a bounce back year in 2015 where they lost the Astros. It's started the streak now. Four straight playoffs, four, four straight times we played the Astros in the playoffs and have been eliminated by them. And yeah, so like, and now this is, this is including an offseason at a crossroads. It needs an overhaul because this front office is a joke. Year in and year out, they assemble a roster that's good enough to, yeah, get them into the playoffs. You know, but a lot of the times, you know, that gets them behind or in a competition with the Rays who have a third of their payroll. They use all this money. They don't know how to allocate it. I mean, $25 million to Josh Donaldson. To Josh Donaldson, who was terrible. Oh, but he played good defense. He played good defense. Oh, congratulations. You're, you're going to pay $25 million for a guy who's going to play good defense. Okay, above average defense, but awful at the plate. $25 million for that? That's worth it to you? I mean, and, and you're doing that to, to take on IKF, who you claim was this all-amazing defensive shortstop. Well, guess what? He was a horrible defensive shortstop. He was one of the top, bottom five worst shortstops in all of baseball. He was a joke. And, and, and the team, they, they, they went to the postseason to realize that? that? That's embarrassing for a playoff team. I mean, like, like what playoff team like decides, oh... Yeah, now in the postseason, in the postseason, it's time. In the postseason, it's time to actually just realize, okay, IKF isn't the shortstop. Like, what what playoff team is starting a new shortstop every single game? Is is going into games without knowing who their set closer is? 
I mean, almost everything about this team for a playoff team was laughable. The bullpen management, there was no set closer. Now, I get there was injuries, but you should still, I mean, I guess Clay Holmes was supposed to be the set closer, but he wasn't always coming in closing games. Wandy Peralta was coming in, and yes, Wandy did great. You still need set roles in that bullpen. I mean, four, again, four shortstops in the ALCS for every four games. Like, what are we doing? Not not knowing who your starting shortstop is come the, come playoff time? It's it's embarrassing. And just everything. What we're do, I, mean, I just don't understand. Like, this Yankee team... Yeah, if it wasn't for that hard start, they're not a playoff team. Ever since they were 52 and 18, they ended up going 50 and 51 the rest of the way. That's over 101 games. Like that, that's they were horrible outside of that historic start. That's the only reason they got into the postseason. And like you know what, it's, they they were not a playoff team for a vast majority of the year. I'm surprised we even beat Cleveland. We really should not have. They were. I mean, I'm, I, I'm glad we did because I was there with them, and it would have been hell for me if we lost that series. But you know what? We should have lost to them. They're a better team than us. They really are. They they know how to stream together at rallies. Not for them. You know, maybe for them they need a couple power hitters just because you know they actually get guys on base. You know, for us, if we get a guy on base, the next guy's not thinking, oh, let's move him over. Let's get let's let, let's knock a double. Uh, the next guy's immediately thinking, let me swing for the fences, no matter who it is. And you know what? They're most likely striking out. I mean, this team, Brian Cashman needs to go. Year, I mean, first off, that trade, the trade he made should get most GMs fired. You are using, like, again, $25 million. That $25 million, by the way, that you didn't want to give Bryce Harper or Manny Machado, but you're okay giving an old piece of shit who is literally a mockery, a guy who pimps fly balls in Josh Donaldson, a guy who literally celebrated a home run only to get thrown out. Like in the in the AL, like what again? What team in the playoffs is making those mistakes that Josh Donaldson is making in Game One? Oh, but he walked. Guess what? He wasn't. He still guess what? He literally yeah. He's gonna you're gonna walk if you just don't even look at any pitcher. If you don't swing at anything, eventually you're gonna walk if a pitcher's not having his best control. He's not having a good eye and just not even swinging. I mean Donaldson was his defense was good. Yeah, I would take his defense. I would take that quality defense again. Not for twenty, not for twenty-five million, and is horrible at bat, and just a horrible, just like fake tough guy he is. His his antics. I just they they need to find a way to get Donaldson off this team. I this was a trade I never understood from the beginning. You had people trying to justify it. Oh, OPS plus this. I'm like, no, Donaldson. He's thirty-seven years old. Why do we want to take on a thirty-seven-year-old for twenty-five million and a guy who's had injury issues over the last few years? Like outside of that twenty nineteen season, he hasn't been that special. Since, since his Toronto days. Uh, I mean, also, just like, you look at the bench. I mean, that bench was pathetic. You know, I was listening to the Michael, I was listening to the Michael K show. He went on a fantastic rant now. I have my mixed feelings about Michael K. Lots of Yankees fans do. But he laid into the Yankees organization. And it was a great rant. Going in on the front office. Going in on Aaron Boone. And, uh, yeah. I like that he did that. Uh, I mean, like... One thing he even was saying was, I mean, again, that bench, he pointed out, we, I mean, yeah, we were stretched in, no LeMahieu, no Ben Attendee. You have whoever's not playing the revolving door of shortstop on that bench. Hell, you might have even Aaron Hicks on that bench, but some days he's starting. Tim LaCastro, I mean, LaCastro's, yeah, I like having LaCastro on that team as a pinch runner, but not, like, on a 13-man bench. And, uh, I mean, it's been the same thing year in and year out. Oh, 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 more things on this Donaldson trade. You know, the, you know, 
you know, we don't, I, you know, we say we say these things, you know. The Yankees, they decide, okay, we're not going to sign, we don't, we don't, you know, we don't want to go after a big name free agent because we have these young prospects coming up. Okay, you know what? That's fine. You really believe in your prospects. You don't need to sign anyone to like a 10-year deal. And you know, it'd actually be nice to have some homegrown talent. But you know, the thing is, instead, you, while Peraz, you know, you take on IKF for one year. Meanwhile, the Twins get Carlos Correa for one year. The money that went to IKF and Donaldson, you could use to get Carlos Correa just for one year as a stop as a stopgap shortstop. Oh, and while your prospects in the minors are really performing and ICAF is struggling, you just choose not to call them up to manipulate your service time because you care about service time more than winning? It's a joke. You, it's, it's insulting to the fans. It's insulting to the players. It's embarrassing the way Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman are running this organization. I still cannot believe it. Like, Cashman, he's a free agent now. He literally does not have a contract. You have the perfect out. But you know what? They're going to bring him back because they're going to use, oh, 99 wins. Yeah, we made the playoffs. We had that historic start. Injuries, injuries, injuries. And we're just going to be stuck where we were as we always are. Like, how? if I'm Aaron Judge, do I even want to be back? Because apparently the San Francisco Giants are not going to get outbid. Apparently the San Francisco Giants will throw everything they have at Aaron Judge. And I wouldn't be surprised if they give him 10 years, $400 million. And for him to go home... Go to an organization that actually has a good analytical department, an organization that won 107 games last last just as soon as last season without a true superstar. You know, this year they took a step back because of injuries, but the Giants have a lot of money to spend. They're gonna want to compete with the Dodgers. They're gonna want to compete with the Padres. I mean, oh, oh yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know, on the topic of Carlos Correa, on the topic of Carlos Correa and rookie shortstops, Astros they lose Carlos Correa. What do they do? Okay, we have this guy in the minors, Jeremy Pena. You know, we don't need Correa. We could call up this Jeremy Pena kid. Let's call him up. He comes in, and, you know, ironically, a team that has used their rookie shortstop all year to replace the shortstop that a lot of Yankee fans wanted but didn't get because MR the Yankees haven't even used their rookie shortstops until the postseason. Ends up winning ALCS MVP. Um, it's just laughable. And it literally is just an example right in front of the Yankees' faces of what an actual good organization does. What an organization who knows how to develop talent and keep that talent strength and good does. Because the Yankees, they're a young talent that comes up. They Outside of Aaron Judge, they know how to kill it. Yeah, Glaber Torres had a bounce back year. But you know Gary Sanchez, Clint Frazier, and Duhor, all their young talent, they just kill. I mean, they don't, it's, it's, I, I don't know how they do that. Like, I really, I, I really, it's, it's a mockery to the fans. It's a mockery to the game of baseball. <sighs> Again, we were, we were, we sort of 52 and 18. Historic start. And it was fantastic. Everything was amazing. And then there, there was holes on this team. And after that, they go 50 and 51. But you know what? All the front office is going to say, Oh, look at us. We were 52 and 18. We, you know, we, we believe we could probably get it with this group again. We have these injuries. We're going to get King back. Oh, yeah, Donaldson, you know, he's still going to be a good defender. DJ's going to be healthier, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, 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 whatever. And you know what? That's, uh, they're going to use that. And, you know, if they, re, if they even re-sign Aaron Judge, that's their plan to run it back. I'm, I'm not even here to get into what I want in the offseason because I don't know yet. I'm going to, you know, think about that and start looking at potential rosters, whether it's rosters with Aaron Judge, rosters without Aaron Judge. Because, like, without Aaron Judge, I really don't know. And then just, like, you know, get, getting into the front office, without the front office, like, let's see. Uh, uh, man, let's see. Boone. 
Aaron Boone just the bullpen mismanagement. It's clear Aaron Boone is not the manager for this team. He has not been. The Yankees were the Yankees were one game, one game from the World Series in 2017, and they let go of Joe Girardi, or they didn't bring back Joe Girardi because they didn't think for whatever reason. I mean, obviously, maybe that was a good thing. You saw it happen, Girardi in Philadelphia. And yeah, I'll get into that in a second, actually. Uh, and yet they have not gotten that close to the World Series, but yet that's fine. To get in one game of the World Series and it takes to get in the one game of the World Series and what should have been a rebuilding year, a year where you should not have even been in the a year where you were, a year where missing the playoffs, hell, a year if the Yankees had a losing record, that honestly would have been okay by the fans because that 2017 team was a homegrown team, and this was supposed to be the baby bombers era, the ba- the baby bombers era was an era to look forward to, you know, Aaron Judge, Clint Frazier. Uh, Glaber and Duhar, and the the only guys left are Judge and Glaber, and Glaber we don't even know if he's gonna be back next season, and we don't even know Judge is gonna be back next season. All the baby bombers could be gone outside of Severino, I guess. Oh man, oh man, oh man, just steps backwards. How are taking steps backwards gonna gonna have everyone coming back? Oh, but you know what? No, no, no. We took a step forward this year, guys. We went from the AL wildcard game to the to the ALCS. I mean, that's it. That's the standard for this team. The standard has become spend enough to make it to the postseason. And, you know, be carried by some guys. I mean, whew. I mean, like, oh, man. Every year. Every year we lose, and it's embarrassing. And, I, I, and this is probably the last couple points I'm going to make. Uh, but, you know, like, all right, 17 was not embarrassing. Uh, 18, we play New York, New York after winning in Boston. And then we get, and after that, we lose game three, 15 to three. We give up 15 runs in game three because our pitcher didn't know what time the game started in 2018. And 2019, 2020, good old Chapman giving up big time home runs, walk off in game six and smiling. And then you have the home run, the Brasso, you know, Brasso and him who have been going at it before the season, the smile. You have 2021, which was just a, I mean, that's the same thing as this season. 2021, they had a 13 game winning streak. Outside that 13 game winning streak, they were seven games over 500. Not really a good team. Not really a good team at all. And then 2022, they get swept. And and not only do they get swept, but they had the audacity. They actually believed it would be a good idea to show the Yankees the probably the darkest moment in franchise history, showing them blowing a 3 to nothing lead. You are FaceTiming David Ortiz, the face of the biggest rival in franchise history, <laughs> to, to, to motivate your team? That's what you're doing. Like it's like that is laughable. That is pathetic. I do not understand like how how you can do that and like and people are not. Is that no one gonna lose their job for that? Is no one gonna lose their job for more and more failed seasons? I guess not because this organization is just content with being okay. Ninety to ninety nine wins, making the playoffs, and seeing what happens there. Yeah, you know what? Because you know what? The reason they'll make it, the AL is weak, and they'll field a roster that's good good enough to make the playoffs in a weak American League. But that is it. It's just pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic, man. But you know what? You know, it's time. We move on. It's football season.
And talking about football season, my New York football giants are 6-1. and one. And thank God. Because you know what? Usually the last few years, the Yankees, when they choke, I'm coming back to watch a crap Giants team, a team that's 1-6. Uh, you know, if we're lucky, you know, two and five. But now I am coming back to a six and one football team, and it is beautiful. It has truly been amazing to watch the New York Giants play football this year, and it'll be six and one. Now we're not doing it pretty. We are far from the flashiest team, but god damn it, Brian Dable. I absolutely love you, Brian Dable. You are just doing a hell of a job with this team. I mean, week in and week out, you see this roster, you see the offensive line and the holes it has, although it has been getting better week in and week out. You see these wide receivers. I mean, no wide receiver even has over 200 yards, and yet we continue to win these games. The coaching staff has just been incredible. Wink Martindale, you know, Baltimore, thank you for firing him because him coming over, he's putting together these schemes, and yeah, he's giving up the yardage some of the times, but it's bend, don't break, we're not giving up the points. Like I mean, last week against Jacksonville was probably our worst defensive performance of the season, and yet... We only gave up 17 points. I mean, there's some dogs on this defense. I mean, Xavier McKinney, Dexter Lawrence, who's had a great year. Leonard Williams. Dory Jackson's been a shutdown corner for this team. Uh, Julian Love's been really good. And, man, like, the, the linebackers are still a major issue. But, like, I mean, Wink is just getting the most out of these guys. And even and Mike Kafka, too, a first-time play caller. And he has just been dialing up schemes, dialing up the, these designs. I mean, they, they ran eight straight powers, but there was a, a, a little different each time. Each time, though, they had Chris Myrick in motion. And you know, they used that creativity to just get Saquon an open field against the Jaguars. It's, I mean, Jason Garrett was, you know, the offense was 1800s football. It was rip your hair out, couldn't watch it, QB sneak it on your own goal line football. Well, that was not Jason Garrett, but you get the point. And now just creativity. I mean, now we got Wandale Robinson. You can tell the Giants like this kid a lot. They are trying to get find many ways to get Wandale Robinson the ball as he eases in, as he gets healthy. And, yeah, I'm excited to see what this kid can do because I think he brings a lot to the Giants. And the culture change, man, like, you know, I was on a New York, I was on a podcast a couple weeks ago on New York Giants Talk with RB Zero and uh, Pest the Analyst. You should go check them out on Twitter. We were talking just about, you know, this team was, you know, Kimberly Martin saying this team should tank. Well, you know what? No, this team is not tanking. People were saying, oh, yeah. And I, I was a person. I was, I'll, I'll be honest, I was a person who called for Saquon Barkley's head. And Saquon, you have made me just like, you know, I've done a 180. I admit, I was not very happy with the way you were, with the way you performed the last season. You were not running hard. And I'll be honest, you know, you went to Penn State, being an Ohio State guy, I faced some of that Ohio State Penn State bias, Saquon. But you know what? In this year, you've come back and you've shown that you are still that guy that you were in in your rookie season. And not, you know that rookie season, you were just doing a running back, doing great things. But now you are helping us win ball games, Saquon Barkley. And thank you for that. You know, I'm sorry that I was a doubter on Saquon Barkley. I really am. Uh, you know, I, I did. I. I mean, I wanted to like the guy, but it was just so frustrating. I think part of it was I really hated the Gettleman pick, still holding that, having a running back at number two. But you know what? Now Saquon is part of this team winning games. And, yeah, like Saquon, man, you're just – you've been a beast this year, dude. Seriously, this – you and Nick Chubb, one and two – the one and two best running backs in football. You know, Chubb's probably been a – I mean, I'm not, I don't even know. I mean, they're both so good. And Saquon, man, I just – I love you, man. Like – 
oh, God, he's, you've been so good. I don't really know. I really, I don't know what I don't know what the offseason holds. But Saquon, I'm not here to talk about that. I'm not even here to talk. I'm not really here to talk about the future. Okay. I don't want to talk about, oh, Saquon, do we pay a running back or Daniel Jones' future? I'm here to talk about the now and us being 6-1 and one and just, you know, Wandale Robinson and, you know, the guys that we still have. Uh, you know, Matt, Matt Breed is honestly, I like the way he's been blocking. He's coming on some sets, especially when we have two, especially on two running back sweat sets or wide receiver sweeps. Matt Breed has been a great lead blocker. And this with this ragtag offensive line, we're getting a lot out of it, especially in Jacksonville. You know, Evan Neal, after that rough, rough game against Dallas, had been getting better and better each each and every week. He gets hurt, and it looks bad. Knee injury ruled out pretty fast. It looks, sounds like it's just a sprain. He'll be out. Uh, you know, but this guy, some, I don't even remember his first name. Something Phillips comes in, and. Uh, uh, let me even I literally don't even remember this guy's name because he was a guy that we just picked up off the street and he blocked pretty damn well and helping set the edge on the right side because the offensive line had probably its best game of the season against Jacksonville and Brett Bredersen who's been getting better and better each week also he got hurt uh let me see this guy oh Tyree Phillips and then Josh Azudu came in. And Azudu, he's had to come in. A, he's come in a few plays early in the season. Him and Bredersen were rotating snaps. And, but Azudu was getting torched and cooked a lot. And it was clear he wasn't the starter. He wasn't, it shouldn't be a rotation. Bredersen sort of took over that starting job. Uh, but, he, you know, he came in Azudu after Bredersen went down. He really held his own. I'm interested to see how the line is the next couple weeks. It sounds like Bredersen and Neil, you know, it seems that they avoided anything too serious, but it seems that they're both going to be out for a couple weeks. Uh, but man, like we're just continuing to do this. Like the injuries we have, we have the thirtieth most, like we have the third most injured team in all of football, and this was already a roster that wasn't supposed to be good, but yet we're just continuing to find ways to win football games. I mean, you know, guys like Fabian Monroe, he's he's like, like the number seven shutdown corner. Fabian Monroe was a waiver claim after the preseason. And he's been excellent for the Giants. Dame Belton, a rookie who injured, who missed most of training camp. You know, it's hard when you're a rookie missing most of training camp to adjust, especially as a fourth-round pick has come in and played meaningful snaps at safety. LC, Landon Collins is back for the Giants playing linebacker. Jalen Smith, you know, he's been spotty, but he's made some plays. Same with Tate Crowder, although linebacker is probably our second biggest player in the behind wide receiver. I mean, wide receiver, we are getting zero production from our first-round pick and our big-money receiver last year. I mean, Kadarius Toney, I'm over Kadarius Toney, man. I want the Giants just to trade him. This guy, he's just – I wasn't in love with the draft pick when we made it to begin with. And all he's done, you know, I'm, you know the, best, the best ability is availability. You know, Toney has not been available for the Giants at all. And you know what? Anytime, you know, people complain about it, you know, oh, he's not playing. He just claps back and, you know, gets in it with, gets in it with fans on Twitter or the media. Like, look. Kadarius Tony, he talks like he's an established superstar. You had one really good game. You had one really good game against the Dallas Cowboys, and then you think you're allowed to just, oh, skip training camp in the first year of a new system? No. You're not Justin Jefferson, dude. You're, you, you shouldn't be skipping training camp in your second season, when there's a, especially when there's a new head coach, a new system coming in. And just seriously, like, just complaining, complaining, complaining whenever people call you out, like, on these things. I mean, Kadarius is clearly... I, I don't know what the Giants are going to do with him, but I don't think he's long for this team. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone by the deadline. And it just sucks because a first-round pick just going to end up being for naught. Like, that's a first-round pick after two years we're getting rid of, which is really, really frustrating, especially 
when we could have had Micah Parsons. I look, and I still like having two draft picks. But Tony, man, like, it's frustrating. Kenny Galladay, send that man to the sun. Like, I want him off. Now, it's funny because, like, I do not want the Giants to really make a, tr- a big splashy trade this deadline. In my opinion, I don't think any they should give up anything that's a first, second, or third round pick. Yeah, they're I think right now I think they're they're trending towards the playoffs. And I think we're gonna be a playoff team, which is hard to say. But look, this is still supposed to be a rebuilding year. We are playing with house money. You know, this is you know this year everything is free. So the way I look at it, you know, you keep playing, you you, know, you keep playing tough with this core group. And then you still have draft picks that are years in the, in the offseason. You know, you don't want to have your cap space eaten up because you trade for a guy, uh, you know, wide receiver is making like a $15 million a year. Uh, I want to see, you know, I want to see use these draft picks, build around, because we have a lot of cap space in the offseason, but we have lots of holes to fill. Uh, I'd rather keep that capital, though. Like that just, that's, I know a lot of Giants are saying, oh, go get a DJ Moore, uh, go, get, go get a wide receiver. But in my opinion, like if we give, yeah, Fourth round pick, fifth round pick, I'm fine trading, but I don't want to trade any day one or day two picks in this deadline. There's still a rebuilding here for the Giants. I mean, we made the playoffs, which I think we are. It's just going to be fantastic, man, because oh, I just can't believe we were 6-1. and one. Like, I really just can't believe it. I just, like The guys that we have playing, the injuries we have, I mean, Aziz ojulari has been out for most of the season, like, and he just hasn't really been able to – he hasn't played much. I was an Aziz guy. Aziz is one of my favorite players on this team. He was, you know, he, he was the first Giants jersey I bought in years. Like, I literally don't. I, I think the last Giants jersey I bought before Aziz Ojulari was, I, know, I guess it was Saquon Barkley, but that was DHK. The last real Giants jersey I, I owned, I guess o- Odell Beckham, as most Giants fans. Uh, but you know, I love Aziz, and oh man, like I, I love this team. We have a lot of good coming up. I mean, Seattle. Houston, Detroit. I think I think two and one in those games were eight and two. Watch the, all those division games. I, I I see this team going twelve and five, eleven and six. Truthfully, like uh, like at this point, you know, yeah, yeah, maybe that's you know, if that was in the off season, that would have sounded crazy. Uh, you know, maybe even at two and zero, oh, that sounded a little optimistic and giddy. But like this team with the ragtag group of guys they're winning with, and you know, I've even gotten them. I haven't even gotten the Daniel Jones, the ragtag group of guys they're winning with. The coaching has just been incredible. Great coaching goes a long way and shout out Daniel Jones man like I'll be honest you know he, he has been what he's doing this season is just impressive now me if, if anyone who's listening to this podcast knows <clears throat> anyone who's listening to this podcast podcast knows I was not a Daniel Jones guy from the even from the moment we drafted him I was you know not a believer in Daniel Jones you know, slowly slowly I was like okay you know accepting of him and now like I you know I've sort of done a complete 180 on him I'm, I'll be honest I'm still not sure if Daniel Jones is like the guy the guy that you're gonna that, that you want to give a big guaranteed contract to he still hasn't put up the numbers to deserve that but you know what he's come out he's playing tough he's winning games and you know he was he was a guy I thought he needed everything around him to be perfect to succeed like a perfect system perfect line perfect wide receivers but this year you know, he's been in the perfect system for him. He doesn't have the perfect wide receivers. He doesn't have the offensive, perfect offensive line. But he's making the plays. He's made amazing plays running with his legs. Vanilla Vic, baby. I mean, he's making some some tough throws, you know, when there's a lot of pressure on him. Especially you know, that game against Dallas. He made some crazy, crazy throws. I mean, Daniel, man, I'm really impressed by you this season. And I still don't know what I think the future holds for you long term. I definitely think he's earned the right to be our quarterback next season. 
Uh, but, you know, bravo, Daniel. You deserve a shout-out because you have been playing your goddamn ass off this year with this, you know, with guys like, with these with these Marcus Johnsons coming from the practice squad. I mean, these receivers, they're, they're, they're dropping passes, these Marcus Johnsons, practice squad receivers, and yet you are making the most out of these, literally, like, some of these Madden creative player wide receivers, it feels like. Richie James, Marcus Johnson, literally sound like basic names that you would just create, like generic Madden draft class names or something, whatever. Just like, I mean, and Slayton, getting him back in the offense has been huge. Uh, I'm just, I want to see this team keep rolling. Let's keep going. Let's make it to the playoffs. And you know what? This team, it's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I love you, Brian Dable. Let's go, G-Men. And yeah, that's about it. So, you know, while the, you know, the Yankees, they disappointed me at least. At least the Johns are doing good. And the Knicks are back. You know, the Knicks are back. You know, NBA's just started. I'll be honest, I have not really watched any of the NBA this season. I was away. Uh, and, you know, I don't love the NBA as much as I used to. But Knicks, nice 2-1 start. <coughs> nice 2-1 start. Beat the Magic yesterday. And went the overtime and played a competitive game with the Grizzlies. So, beat up on two bad teams, played a great game with the Grizzlies. But again, everybody, I want to thank everyone who supported the podcast thus far. Remember... Go follow Jay Bird's Eye View on Twitter for all my latest live reactions to games and news. Go follow the Bird's Eye View podcast on Instagram for all my latest live episodes, for all my latest episode drops. Thank you, everybody. Have a great rest of your day.